Welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And as always, we appreciate you and appreciate the time that you take to listen to our program. I also want to thank you for the questions and comments that you continually send us. It's truly, truly appreciate. Thank you for the encouragements as well. And so the title of today's program is where the battle is won or lost. I think that's very important in our lives and understanding as we face battles, which we all will. Um, the world uh, continues to pull us one way. Darkness continues to pull us one way. But when we seek God in all of his glory, when we seek God's will instead of our own, uh, God will lead us through these battles, and there are always battles in some form or fashion, whether physical, emotional, mental, there are battles. And so our battles are first won or lost in the secret places of our will in God's presence. It's never in the full view of the world. We're very, very quietly uh you know, wrestling with all these kinds of things that that, that emotionally and physically, uh, sometimes ob- it's obvious to people by our emotional state or our facial expressions, or maybe we'll say something about it. But the Spirit of God seizes us, and we're compelled to be alone with God and fight the battle before him. That's our relationship with him. It is not that we need to have the strength within ourselves to win the battle, but we need to seek God so that he can supply us with what we need. So often in the scriptures, it is referred to as the armor of God. Clothe yourselves with these battle armaments to fight off and stave off these different trials and tribulations and battles that we endure throughout our lives. And when we do it with our God, when we do it with Christ, it is it has a quite different outcome. But the idea is, until we do this, more than likely we'll lose every battle. Because the battle may take one minute or a year or who knows, but it will not depend on us or me in my own battles and struggles. However long it takes, I must wrestle with it before God. And I must resolve to go through the renunciation or the rejection before him. Nothing has any power over someone who has fought the battle before God and won there because God provides us with the strategy and the strength. All God is looking for us is the choice to embrace him. That's it. And I should never say I'll wait until I get into a difficult circumstances and then I'll try to put God to the test. I'll I'll see if he can really do what the scriptures say that he can do, that nothing is impossible with God. Trying to do that will not work. The first thing I must do is get the issue really settled between God and myself. Take it to prayer. Present it to, present it to God, right? And so 
and I must do it in the most secret places of my soul because no one can interfere in my soul. No one can interfere in this place, in my prayer, in, in my soul where these, where we struggle and we struggle so often. And again, it's not obvious to everyone that we are even struggling. Once we do that, I can then go ahead knowing with certainty that the battle is won. Let me say that again. I can go ahead knowing with certainty that the battle is won. Lose it there and calamity, disaster, defeat before the world are as sure as the laws of God. Take it to the creator. Present it to your savior. The reason the battle is lost, think about it. The reason the battle is lost is that I fight it first in the external world. Hmm. Most of what we do is not physical battles. Most of what we do are spiritual battles. And so I, 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 I'm telling you prayerfully, get alone with God, do a battle before him with what it is you want to bring to him and settle the matter there once and for all. And so it sounds very simplistic, but that, that choice is what you must make to bring it to him, to share it with him, to ask him for the wisdom and the strength to put your will aside and supplant it with God's will. Because in God's will is only the best for you. That's, that's all God has intended for us, the best for us. We have this, we have these feelings so often that our decisions and our wants are what really is good for us. But I will ask you to, to think back, step back for a moment and question how many decisions that you have made were really good for you. Were they good for you? Did they bring you closer to God? Did they keep your feet on the path to righteousness? And so again, do the battle before God. Bring it to him and settle it once and for all there. And then you can move forward knowing with certainty that the battle is won. When it comes to dealing with other people, our stance should always be to drive them towards making a decision of their will. That is how surrendering to God begins because we must surrender our own will so that we can accept God. Not often, but every once in a while, God brings us into a major, major turning point, a great crossroads in our life. And from that point, we can either go towards a more and more slow lazy, useless, believing life, or, again, because this is a decision, or we become more and more on fire. The end result, when we become more and more on fire, we end up giving our utmost for his highest and our best for his glory. And I would say that's what each and every one of us wants to do.
It's so, so, so important. Let me read you Matthew 18, verse 3. This is a paraphrase from it, and it'll help us understand the direction that we're heading. Unless you are converted and become a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, how many times is that said to us? And this is relating directly to putting our will aside and giving it to and taking on the will of the trusted father. Becoming like little children, innocent in a way, but trusting in the parent. All children have parents. All children has at least a mother. If you're a child and have been born, you have a parent. And so when you're a child, you trust in that parent for your protection and for your education and your security. You receive love and care and compassion. And so God asks us to be that way, be those little children to him, trusting. And so these words of our Lord really do refer to our initial conversion. But we should continue to turn to God always throughout our life as children, being continuously converted every day of our lives, continuing to grow. And so you could call this section our continuous conversion. It isn't instantaneous. It is a slow process. So many of us have gotten to the place we are (laughs) in a slow decaying process so often, a slow sinful life that has twisted so many of us up, many by sin that we made choices of our own and many by sin that have been impressed upon us by others' will. Either one. All the sins are forgiven by our Savior, the purpose of Jesus' sacrifice. If we trust in our own abilities instead of God's, we produce consequences for which God will hold us responsible. We we will be held accountable. There is an accountability, always. If we trust in our own abilities. When God, through his sovereignty, brings us into new situations, we should immediately make sure that our natural life submits to the spiritual. We need to obey the orders of the Spirit of God, follow and listen to that still, soft voice. Just because we've responded properly in the past is no guarantee that we will do it again and again. We must pray continually, seek continually, be those little children continually. And the response of the natural life to the spiritual should be a continuous conversion. But this is where we so often refuse to be obedient to God's call. Think about that. No matter what our situation is, the Spirit of God remains unchanged and his salvation unaltered. The Spirit of God must remain unchanged and his salvation unaltered. We must put on a new man, as it says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. We're going to take a short break and you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 
95.5. We'll be right back after this. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back on this fine Saturday morning. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Again, we appreciate your questions and your comments that you send in to us. And should you have a question about today's program, or maybe even something that you'd like to hear me talk about in the future, scripture-related would be wonderful, and even any other subject you want to send to me would be fine. Uh, contact me by email at SaturdayMorningDanBrown at Yahoo.com. Also, if you'd like a free Bible, I would send you one at no charge. All you need to do is send me your name and your address, and I commit to you that I will not use your information for anything other than to send you that Bible. So please do. Again, thank you for all of your uh, wonderful uh, letters. All your emails have just been uh, very, uh, quite incredible and quite uplifting. So thank you. And uh, for those of you that are still experiencing things that you want to share with me, please feel free. And I will uh, do my best to respond to you uh, based uh, – my answers will always be based through the scriptures and um, because I know that there is nothing impossible uh, for God. And no matter any of our situations, no matter what we've been through, no matter where we've come, uh, God will meet us where we are, right where we are, in the situation where we are. That is his promise. It's not get yourself straight and then give me a call. It's, Lord, I am here. I am broken. I am suffering. God, help me. And when you get to those kinds of points and reach to the Father of all creation, a loving God is filled with compassion and grace. My goodness, he is there ready to embrace you with his love. And so here we are, a continuation of our program today, where the battle is won or lost. It's, a, it's an interesting subject, what we're talking about today. And so we're going to continue where we left off. And um, we were talking about uh, uh, in dealing with people in, uh, in their situation. And so we want to make sure that as we move through our life, we want to make sure that God uh, and his will is foremost in our life. That That's really the, the concept of what we're trying to do here. And so we really want to respond to the Spirit of God when we're coming to him and we're bringing all of our hurt and all of our brokenness to him. Um, and as I had mentioned, the response of the natural uh, to the spiritual, to the spiritual should be a continuous conversion where we are renewed. And, but this is where we so often refuse to be obedient and we run into a situation. And so we put, must put on, as it says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 24, God holds us accountable 
uh, every time we refuse to continue this, con- you know, this conversion process. And he sees our refusal as willful disobedience. And we must make sure that our natural life does not rule us. We must submit to God's will, put ours aside and put his and take hold of his and God must rule in us. And that's again why it says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 24, that we must put on the new man. We must put on the new man. And putting on the new man means putting off our old ways, our old worldly ways, our worldly ways. And so it's very, very, um, very, very important that we understand and do that. Because if we continue to refuse, if we refuse in any way of this continuous conversion, what happens is it puts a stumbling block in the growth of our spiritual life. And what happens? We become spiritually dead. That is a thing. That is a thing that can happen to believers. That's not spiritually dead doesn't necessarily mean someone who who has not come to know Christ yet, although you would consider them that way as well. But it's something that we can find ourselves slipping back to. You've heard the word backslide. I don't know if it's used that much anymore, but it was used many for many, many years. You're backsliding, you're backsliding, and, and spiritual death, and many, many different things have been used. But they all leading to the same conclusion is that we have, we're leading a life of example, but then maybe we're led off by some temptation or temptations that led us back into worldly ways or worldly thinking and we find ourselves in a world of hurt and our spiritual life becomes stunted. It stops growing and it needs to continue to grow throughout our life. And so we don't want it. We don't want to refuse. And, and in essence, that's what we're doing. We're, and I've said it this way before. We end up pushing away God. We're pushing him away. That's a set, in, in, in essence what we're doing because he's always reaching towards us. That's God's goal is to be reunited with his creation. To be in that dwelling place that he created in every single one of us, that the only thing that is meant to be, as A.W. Tozer said, an old name from the past, born back in the late 1800s, and lived in, I think, until 1963, A.W. Tozer. He wrote a book called Man, the Dwelling Place of God, because in man... All of this time and all throughout history and all the scriptures, everything is pointing and trying to teach us that the place that God wants to dwell is not in buildings. God's not dwelling in a church. He wants to dwell. The temple is you. When Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will build it in three days, the people of the day actually thought that he was talking about a building. The reality, he was talking about himself. And so each one of us is a temple and has a place that God, in when he created us, that place within us is strictly meant for him to dwell 
within us. And it is absolutely incredible. And the more we understand that, the more we will understand our value. The more we understand it, the more we will understand our preciousness, how much God actually loves us. And so these areas of self-will, self-will in our lives ends up where our pride pours contempt. That's right. When we're prideful, when we refuse to, to grow, when we block the growth of our spiritual life, it pours contempt on the throne of God. And in essence, we're saying, I won't submit. We defy our independence and self-will and call them by the wrong name. Mm. And so what God sees as stubborn weakness, you and I, we call it strength. How backwards is that? And there are whole areas of our lives that have not yet been brought into submission. And this can only be done by what we're referring to today as continuing and continuous conversion. Slowly but surely, we can claim this whole territory of our soul for the Spirit of God. And that's what we need to do. That is what we need to do. Continue this process. Open our hearts. Make the choice. All this comes down to choices, which we connect. All these things we connect together. The continuous conversion is by choice. You're making choice to proceed in this direction. You're making a choice and not to go with that wrong decision. You're making a choice not to do that sin or that thing that you know eventually will be harmful to you, but in the short range might bring you some kind of pleasure. You think and miscalculate it to bringing you happiness and joy. And so those are the excuses we make within ourselves as we continue down that path of separation, which we've already been separated. But Christ gave his life for us to be reunited, reunited with the Father. How exciting is that? And so when God, by his Holy Spirit, through his word, gives us, you and I, a clear vision of his will. Boom, the choice comes into play. You must walk in the light of that vision. And so often we make a choice to turn away and essentially push God away, which is not something we want to do. And so walking in the light, if you go into the New Testament and go to First John, Chapter 1, verse 7, you'll be very enlightened by what you read in that scripture about walking in the light. And so, again, I want to remind you, even though your mind and your soul may be thrilled by it, if you don't walk in the light of it, you will sink to a level of bondage never even envisioned by our Lord. Mentally disobeying the heavenly vision will make you a slave to ideas and views that are completely foreign to Christ, completely foreign to Jesus. 
Don't look at someone else and say, well, if he can have those views and those vices and prosper, why can't I? That's that's what we do sometimes, right? We covet our neighbor's wife. We covet our neighbor's things. We covet our neighbor's possessions. We look for things, enrichments, which the only thing we need truly is our Heavenly Father. And Jesus is here to lead us home to, to the Father and has done everything to bring us to that place. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. People all over the Jersey Shore have found the easiest way to stay connected to South Jersey's talk station. It's the WPG Talk Radio app. Read free South Jersey news. Listen to your favorite talk shows. Send us pics and videos when you see breaking news. Wake up with the alarm clock feature and more. It's all just a tap away with the WPG Talk Radio app. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. News. I'm Pam Huso. More negotiations aimed at ending an auto worker strike. Auto companies have uh, seen record profits, including the last few years, because of the extraordinary skill and sacrifices of the UAW workers. But those record profits have not been shared fairly, in my view, with those workers. President Biden says he understands worker frustration. The car companies maintain they're negotiating in good faith. The number of deaths from the Maui wildfire revised. Now at 97, that number dropped a little bit because the Department of Defense and all of their physical anthropologists were able to help us discern better who was in cars or in houses. So thank God fewer people have passed away. Hawaii Governor Josh Green, more than 30 people are still missing. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. We do have a high surf advisory for today. For today, clouds and sun. Watch out for some rip currents. High today at 80. Clear night tonight, low 51. And then sun and clouds, a shower and spots for late afternoon tomorrow. The high Sunday at 82. Monday, periods of rain. A little bit cooler, the high Monday at 74. I'm AccuWeather Steve Williams on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When you need to know, it's WPG. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you for joining in on this fine Saturday morning again. It's a beautiful day. And I am just truly um appreciate i truly appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to listen to our program i know it's an early time in the morning um but um your questions and your comments are just um truly welcomed and appreciated again you're listening to saturday morning with dan brown here on wpg talk radio 95.5 our program today where the battle is won or lost you can say um, I'm excited to bring it to you, and I think it's an important thing to understand about staying strong within our walk of faith and in the, and walking in the light. I think that's a very important scripture there uh, uh, that we've uh, talked about today. And so 
in First John chapter 1, verse 7, walk in the light. Very, very important for us to understand. And so our tendency really, uh, when we're looking at these things, um, when God by his spirit through his word really gives us that clear vision, again, we must walk in the light. And again, we don't want to sink down into depravity. We don't want to go back into such sinfulness. We don't want to do that. A big thing that we have to be careful of is don't look at someone else. This is where we left off. Don't look at someone else and say, well, if he can have those views and if he can prosper that way, you know, why can't I? Again, we have to walk in the light of the vision that has been given to us. It's so important. Don't compare yourselves with others or judge them. That's between God and them. When you find one of your favorite and strongly held views clashes with the heavenly vision, don't even start to debate it. You don't want to get into an argument with God. That's one you can't win. You may go off and do the sin or whatever it is that you wanted to do, but that doesn't make you win by any means because I guarantee it that eventually you'll see it was a bad decision don't debate God if you do a sense of property and personal right will emerge in you and these things on which Jesus placed uh, no value Jesus said there was no value in all these earthly things there's no value in it for men for mankind but yet those are the things we seem to value. Um, and people are what we should truly value. People are, the, are priceless. And God feels that same, very, very same way. And he was against these things as being the root of everything foreign to himself when he was on the earth. And it says this in Luke 12, 6, uh, 15, excuse me, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. It does not. If we don't see and understand this, this is important. It's because we're ignoring the underlying principle of God's teaching, of Christ's teaching. We're ignoring it. Really see, search and seek the scriptures. Pray that the Holy Spirit enlightens you to, to what these texts that have been written by men through the Holy Spirit, what they are leading and where they are leading, what they're leading us towards and who they are leading us towards, the true purposes. We often have a tendency to lie back and bask in the memory of some wonderful experience we had when God revealed his will to us. We can sit back and we can talk, think about that experience. But if a new standard, a New Testament standard is real, very revealed to us by the light of God, and we don't try to measure up or we feel inclined to do so, then we begin to do what? That word that I talked about earlier, I'm going to use it, backslide. Yeah, it's still, it's still a viable word. We begin to backslide. And so what is that? What that means is your conscience does not respond to the truth. And you can never be the same after the unveiling of a truth. 
because that moment marks you as one who either continues on with even more devotion as a disciple of Jesus or as one who goes back and turns away as a deserter. And I'll share a scripture with you in the Gospel of John. Interesting scripture it is. It is John chapter 6, verse 66. And so it says, from this time, they came, a lot of people came to a realization with Christ at some a particular point. And so at this particular time that the, John is writing about, it says, from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. The draws of the world, the sin of the world, the piety of falseness of religious leaders with this pretense of righteousness who had no hand in helping the people whatsoever, they were drawn back to all those false kinds of things. And so again, that moment marks you as one who either continues on with even more devotion as a disciple of Christ or who won, or as one who turns back as a deserter. And I, for one, want to choose to move forward always in the truth. And so when we come across those hard things, there are times when we will come to scriptures that will disagree with man, with what men have established as morals. Oh, yeah, we have a whole new set of morals established in this country alone. All kinds of things that people are calling morals or not morals. And so we have a decision to make at that point. And um, do we go along with the crowd so that we don't stand out? Do we go along with the crowd so the fingers aren't pointed at us as, as one who disagrees? So that there's no strife or, you know, or do we stand up? for what is right. And standing up for what is right is standing up for right in love, standing up for right in compassion, and standing up for right in grace. Those are the things that we stand up for. Because there will be times when man's laws will disagree with what God has told us who we are, what we are to be, and how we are to go about our life. So I would strongly suggest that you continue in prayer to ask for God for strength and wisdom when you are faced with those kinds of things. Walk in the light. And there is plenty of darkness, my friends, surrounding us. So walk in the light. And I'll tell you that our Lord never patches up our natural virtues. That's our natural traits, our qualities, our characteristics. He completely remakes us a person on the inside. And as again, as it says in Ephesians 4, 24, put on the new man. Right? Putting on the new man. In other words, see your natural human life is putting all that is keeping within the new life and the life that God places within us in its own new virtues, not the virtues of the seed of Adam, but of Jesus Christ. 
And once God has begun the process in our lives of sanctification, hmm, what a beautiful word, what a beautiful thing for us. Watch and see how God causes our confidence in our own natural virtues and power to wither away. In other words, trusting in our own thoughts, in our own wants, in our own will, he will, those things will wither away if we walk in the light. He will continue, God will continue until you learn to draw your life from the resurrection life of Christ. In other words, we'll draw our life from the reservoir of the resurrection life of Christ. So thank God if you're going through this drying up experience where our own ways are be putting away. There's a tussle there. Always. It's hard to give up some of these old things. It is. Some of these old ways that, that somehow gave us some semblance, some satisfaction. At least that's what we thought. Now, what we're going to find is that the sign that God is at work in us is that he's destroying our confidence in the natural virtues because they're not promises of what we're going to be, but only a wasted reminder of what God created man to be. We want to cling to our natural virtues while all the time God's trying to get us in contact with the life of Jesus Christ, a life that can never be described in terms of natural virtues. And so it's the saddest thing to see people who are trying to serve God depending on that which the grace of God never gave them. We see that, don't we, sometimes? So we have to be cautious, not judging, but looking at the mirror to see ourselves looking within about our own flaws and frailties and asking God to strengthen us in those areas of which we are weak. And they are depending solely on what they have by virtue of heredity. And God doesn't take our natural virtues and transform them because our natural virtues can never come close to what Jesus Christ wants. No natural love, no natural patience, no natural purity can ever come up to his demands. But as we bring every part of our natural body life into the harmony with the new life God has placed within us, he will exhibit in us the virtues that were the characteristics of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll be right back after these few short messages. Stay tuned. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Locally owned and up with Nutriamin. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome to this Saturday Morning with Dan Brown. And I just want to thank you for tuning in and really uh, let you know how much I appreciate uh, all of your questions and your comments and your encouragements that you've sent uh, via email. And um, if you have any questions about today's program, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. That's Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And also there's a free, a, a free brand new Bible available to you 
if you would like one. And at that same email, SaturdayMorningDanBrown at Yahoo.com, send me your name and your address, and I will send you that Bible free of charge. And I won't use your information for anything other than to get you that new Bible. And I, I hope uh, my only real request would be that you wear out the pages. Because the program in itself that we do here week after week is, is can never in one hour really complete a subject. But it really is the impetus or it should be the appetizer or entice you to continue in those thoughts that we're talking about in the uh, thinking, the line of thinking that we're starting here of these different areas of scriptures. And all things have to be in leading you towards a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That That is our sole purpose. And that is the gospel. That is the gospel of the New Testament. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the purpose of the scriptures, Old and New Testament together, to show what God was doing for humanity through his precious son. And believe me, he is present throughout the entire Old Testament as well as the New Testament. And when you get that time and you pray about uh, studying the scriptures, ask God to bring enlightenment into, you, into your heart as to what the scriptures are meaning and how they are leading, I think that's a very critical thing. And the start of it all is the beginning uh, is to understand that God is seeking a personal relationship with you. A living, breathing God is seeking a relationship with you. And his son, who gave up his life on our behalf for humanity, um, is sitting at the right hand of the Father, participating in everything that we are doing. And so, again, the goal is about leading you to an understanding and hoping um, that you seek that personal relationship with God. And uh, if, if I haven't done that, then I will have failed miserably. But hopefully um, I will uh, have said something that may have spurred you on. And of course, the Holy Spirit is who needs to lead you because there is really only one mediator between God and man as that is Jesus Christ. So that is my hope. And so we're in the fourth segment of today. Today's last segment, if you're just joining us now, and the time has really flown by. And um, we've talked about moving into the future and moving into the future. And sometimes we have to talk about the past. Sometimes, like when we're in a vehicle, the windshield that moving forward is the biggest part and gives you the most view. But every now and then, you need to look in that rear view mirror and hopefully that you won't make a mistake that you may have learned, maybe bring something up that you have seen in the rear, in that past, behind you is, is what I'm trying to say. Hopefully, I'm, that analogy is, is, is ringing home to you. But God requires an account of what is past. And that comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 15. 
In Isaiah 52, 12, I paraphrase this. It says, you shall not go out with haste. Don't rush out. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. And so God requires an account of what is past. And at the end, I would say at the end of its year, uh, we turn with eagerness to all that God has for the future, don't we? And yet anxiety sometimes is apt to rise up when we remember our yesterdays. Sometimes it's a good thing. Some, we don't want to get lost in it. But our present enjoyment of God's grace tends to be lessened by the memories of yesterday's sins and blunders. It's oh, God's given us a memory for a person. But God is for, for a reason. But God is the God of our yesterdays. And he allows the memory of them to turn the past into a ministry of spiritual growth for our future. God reminds us of the past to protect us from the potential of a very shallow security in the present. Think about that, why God allows us to see that past. But remember, God meets us where we are in our sin, wherever it is. And it does not matter what that sin has been in the past, but it matters where we're going into the future. We want to be on that path of light. And so our security for tomorrow in the scriptures tell us the Lord will go out before you. Isn't that something? And this is a gracious revelation that God will send his forces out where we have failed to do so, to protect us from things that we may have had a cause in the hand of. His promise is, is that he will keep watch so that we will not be tripped up again by those same failures. Ring a bell with any of us? How many times have we repeated the same thing, saying, I will never, ever do that again? Yet, as would undoubtedly happen if we were not, he were not, if God was not our rear guard, as it says in Isaiah fifty-two twelve, right? If he were not our rear God, these things could undoubtedly happen again. And as God hand, his hand reaches back into the past and settling all claims against our conscience. And those claims are that Jesus died once and for all, for once and for all, for all sins, for us, once. No reason for him to keep dying. Once and for all, God sent his one and only son to stand in our place, to experience suffering and death on our behalf. So my friends, my brothers, and my sisters, see him with all of your soul, all of your heart, and all of your mind. And God is our security for today. You shall not go out in haste. So as we go forth into the next coming year, which before you know it, we're, we're heading towards the end of the year. Can you believe that summer is essentially over? It's, it flew by so fast. But understand, as we go, as we move forward, 
Let us not be in haste of impetuousness or forgetful delight, nor with the quickness of impulsive thoughtfulness. Oh, that's some big stuff right there, isn't it? But let us go out with the patient power of knowing that the God of Israel, unchanging, will go before us. He was the God of Israel then. He is the God of Israel now. So find your part and where you belong with the God of Israel. Our yesterdays hold broken and irreversible things for us. They do. We can't go back and change the past. And it's very true that we've lost opportunities that will never return. That is a fact. But God can transform this destructive anxiety into a constructive thoughtfulness for the future. So, my friends, my brothers and my sisters, listen carefully. Let the past rest. But let it rest in the sweet embrace of Christ. Leave the broken, the irreversible past in his hands and step out into the invincible future with him. That's my prayer for all of us, myself included. Leave the broken, irreversible past in his hands and step out into the invincible future with him. For with him, all things are possible. God bless you all. You are listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Have a great weekend. Again, God bless you all.